And it was then and there that I just realized, like, girl, you need help. You're listening to episode number 65 of the Self-Care Sunday podcast, a minimalist media project by Kaylee Reed. New episodes are released only on Self-Care Sundays, and today's episode is an interview with Haley Herms. is a model, songwriter, singer, and actress who lives in LA and was recently on Khloe Kardashian's reality TV show, Revenge Body. In today's episode, Haley and I talk about her story getting into the entertainment industry, her life before Revenge Body, why she even wanted to go on the show, the backlash that she received after being on the show, what she learned, and her message for anybody who might be struggling with self-confidence or body image issues. Haley, I'm excited for this episode. This is going to be interesting. Um, You have such a cool story. So I want to start from the beginning, really, with you and your story for anybody who doesn't know who you are, doesn't follow you on Instagram, hasn't seen you on TV. Start from the beginning. Where did you grow up? How did you get into this whole world of acting and modeling and Instagram and to where you are now? Yeah, totally. First off, thank you for having me. I'm a big fan, so I'm so happy that I could be here today. So I grew up in Orange County, which is like an hour and a half outside of LA. And I swear, like I came out of like the womb with a microphone. So like I started um, singing and like third grade, I was like, I told my mom, I was like, I want to do this professionally. And I like was obsessed with like Hollywood and LA and the idea, like I wanted to be Britney Spears basically. (laughs) And I, so I decided that I would open my, I told my mom that. So she opened me a bank account, a savings account. And I put every like check and dollar that I ever got till the age of 18 in that account. And I was like, when I turn 18, I'm moving to LA and I'm going to like go for my dreams. And that's exactly what I actually did. But to back up a little bit, I started singing and then I went into acting in middle school and was like a child actress. I still act, but that's like where it all began. And then from there, I was discovered at the end of middle school, almost like seventh grade, eighth grade on MySpace, hashtag throwback, um, (laughs) on MySpace modeling from this woman who's doing casting for Ed Hardy, hashtag throwback part two. But so from there, I like went up to my mom and, you know, I don't think she was probably thrilled that I was like, some person on MySpace hit me up and they want to do a photo shoot of me. But she was like, okay, I'll go with you. Let's do it. And I remember being on set and just thinking like, oh my God, like, this is amazing. Like, I feel like a chameleon. I got to play different people. You know, you could be punk rock or you could be super clean or girly or like boho. Like, I just loved modeling because you could, you could be a chameleon. And from there I was like, like, I need to do this. So I kept going. And in high school, I decided to drop out early and then enroll into an independent study program so I could do my modeling full time. So I graduated high school a year early and then just like took the year to really like 
perfect my portfolio, make a plan of like where I saw myself, like what my goals were. Not that I wasn't taking it seriously before, but I was like, this is really what I want to invest like my entire life's purpose into. And I just really wanted to make sure I was taken seriously before I moved to LA. So then when I was 19, I finally did the move to LA and that I just, and it, the rest is history. I've been doing it ever since. That is so cool. I love that story. <laughs> I just like, I, I tell people I'm very blessed to have known what I wanted to do from such an early age. Um, so I want to talk about revenge body <laughs> because this is, I mean, when you had reached out and I started looking into who this girl is and I'm like, oh, wow, she met Khloe Kardashian, first of all. I'm a big Kardashian fan. <laughs> love Chloe. Chloe's um, But second of all, the show is really controversial. So I want to get into your overall experience on the show, why you wanted to go on. Also, how did that even happen? Like, did they reach out to you? Did you reach out to them? What was that whole process like? So the whole process started um, about a year and a half ago, almost two years ago, my mom passed away. And after she passed away, I was just like in a downward spiral. And somehow in about four months, I had gained almost 60 pounds. And it was like, it was weird because what happened was I was staying in Orange County at my mom's house, taking care of her and doing all that not so fun stuff. And when I came home, I was just so used to being in sweats and sweaters and never leaving the house, taking care of her that I didn't realize like that I had gained weight. I thought to myself like, Oh, maybe I gained like 10, 15 pounds. And when I stepped on the scale, like I was shocked, but it wasn't just that I was having like major back pains. Like my back hurt so bad. Like I couldn't sleep for more than a few hours. Um, I didn't fit into any of my clothes and by means had no money to get new clothes. And then on top of it, I was one of my friends was so kind and got me a trip to Hawaii for their graduation. And so we wanted to go zip lining and we saw the weight limit and I was like 20 pounds over the weight limit. And I consider myself a very adventurous girl. So I was getting really depressed that like I couldn't go skydiving or I couldn't go um, zip lining. And it's, it's sad that they're not fat friendly just to begin with being able to tell yourself there's like things you actually can't do. Cause I'm a, such a big believer. You can do anything, but unfortunately some things have weight limits. <laughs> and so it was really tough position to be in because not only it, it wasn't about like that I wasn't happy with how I looked. I wasn't happy with how the weight, the weight made me feel. It to me was more so a reminder of my mom and her passing away than it was like that I willingly gained that, like willingly and consciously gained that weight. And so I came home after a couple months of like hiding out in Orange County. And um, I was sitting on the couch one day and I was like, well, it's time to get back to work. Like you're broke. (laughs) And so I was going through castings on like a normal like actors casting site. And it just so happened to be there. And I opened up the, I applied for it and they reached back and sent me out the full form in which is like 70 pages. Wow. They want to know like, 
your blood type, where you were born, every fight you ever had in high school, they like go such into depth because they want to make sure a, like you're not crazy. B you're not going to come on set and like kill Khloe Kardashian, you know? Like, so it's like this huge form that you have to fill out. And three hours in, I was literally like, I quit. Like I just (laughs) can't like, and, and I told myself, I was like, you're never going to get it. Like thousands of people are applying. And it just so happened that I knew three people on the show. And I was like, maybe I have a shot. So I was like, okay, took two more hours, finished the damn report thing paper, and then totally forgot about it. And like four weeks later, I get a phone call that they want me to come in and do like an on tape video process. So I like was like, oh my God. Okay. But I had like really good feeling about this because they were so interested. So I was like, you know, I think they really like me. I really like them. And that whole casting process went on for about four months before I was officially casted. I went to like seven, eight interviews. I went to like six doctor appointments. They have you go to like a psychologist, a therapist, a heart doctor, a normal doctor. Like they have you do heart tests and like and anything you could think of, there is a test for it. <laughs> so I passed all the tests and then, yeah. So the whole process of between casting, filming and like waiting for everything to be out was over a year and a half. So it's crazy to me that like this, like a year, a year ago in October is when we had officially started training. We had already started filming, but that's like a year ago that last month was like, wow that's when life was like forever changed. But that was like the whole process of getting on there and why I did it was essentially I just wanted to lose the weight that I had gained during the passing of my mother. Because before that, I had just lost up until like a few months before my mom passed away, I had just lost about like 125 pounds. So it wasn't like I wasn't already on a weight loss journey and that I randomly was like, I want to work out or I want to be on TV. It was I was genuinely there for like the, all the real reasons of like mind, body, soul. That's pretty intense. <laughs> oh, it's, it's very intense. I, I say like very candidly, like the show was probably some of the lowest lows and the highest highs for me because reality TV it is real, but in a sense there's, it's TV. There's a lot going on. Um, they need to, get what they need to get in such an amount of time. So it's so much pressure to feel like you want to deliver all, you know, the right things. And my trainer always liked to remind me that the internet is very cruel. And he's like, you know, you don't have to lose like a hundred pounds in 12 weeks or anything, but just a reminder, like the internet will make memes of you. They will make fun of you. They will like go in on you and you already have a presence Um, Before the show, I was already a full-time content creator and model. So they're like, if you you think they're hard on these normal people, like just imagine the internet is going to come for you. And he was not lying. Even though I did great, um, my episode, for those who haven't seen it, um, we really focus not only on my weight loss, but confronting my abusive father. And so I was more so here thinking we'd get like more of an emotional journey than a weight journey. But I think that was like a huge play into why, why and how I lost so much weight. 
but yeah, it's a lot of pressure. And so even though people didn't have anything to comment on my weight because I was the record breaker of all the seasons, they had a lot to say in terms of what they thought about my dad, what they thought about my relationship with him, um, what they, some people thought I was lying. Um, so like I woke up the next morning to like some really, I'm going to say truly positively, most of it was positive. But there was like a good like 20% of people that like came and like attacked my entire soul and my entire life. So it, it was very intense. That's pretty wild. And on the other side of that too, I'm curious what kind of people were making these comments, if you can even like identify that. Because I know from like the body positive community and that side of things, the show has been pretty controversial because of the attempts to lose weight so quickly. And people think that a lot of the motives behind that are very superficial, which in your case, as you've explained, like it was very personal and not necessarily for how you wanted to look, but for totally different reasons. So I'm curious, was it more like internet trolls or was it people that were commenting from like an activist place? Um, it was more, I would say internet trolls slash like I, the way I describe it is like middle America people. Um, so what I mean by that is like in LA and New York, like there's a lot of, you understand like the TV, the entertainment business, you're around it more. And so like a lot of people could grip that the confrontation I had with my dad when I confronted him most people know that you just saw an edited version of that conversation. Whereas middle America people don't know how reality TV or just the entertainment industry really works. And I'm not saying all these people were from middle America. That's just like how I'm like describing the term, I guess, or people who are just like unfamiliar with the entertainment business to them in their head. They just think that five minutes that they saw was like the whole conversation. So in reality, that was a two hour conversation we had and I'm not going to get into it too much, but I'm just going to say they made him look nice. Some of the things he said were just like horrible and disgusting and they were so disgusting that the producers couldn't even believe he was saying it. And they had to like cut out half this stuff because it was just so crazy, but it was so crazy. It was for legal reasons that they couldn't show certain things or talk about certain things because But like I said, in that room, even though it was him confronting him, you could feel the energy of everyone just being shocked. There was even producers outside crying. Like it was, it wasn't just like intense for me. It's intense for everyone who's on set. It's, it's really crazy. So I think it, it was more just like the people who don't understand the entertainment industry and reality and internet trolls, but also there's, I'm not here to be like, literal thousands of people who would be like, I got whipped when I was, uh, when I, when I was little with a bell and that's not a big deal. Everyone goes through it. Like, and again, I don't stand for that, but I understand that for up until like probably 10 years ago, people were still whipping children with belts. 
Um, but also, but that's not the only thing. So there was a lot, a lot of abuse going on. So when you see on TV, when I'm just mentioning like this very like 1% portion, people are like, Oh, like you're just a crybaby, You're just a brat. Like wow. you need to get over it. A lot of, there was a lot of men who were like, I don't believe her. I call her bluff. Um, it was, it was insane. But also then just to touch real quick on what you said, the body positive community, I, when the show, when I announced that I lost almost a thousand followers in three days, um, people were not happy. I was getting messages from people. I even got like a death threat. People were like, you're, you're selling out. How could you do this? I can't follow you anymore. Um, you make me feel uncomfortable. Like, and, and all I had posted was just like one promo video. (laughs) And so it was just like crazy to me. I knew people weren't going to be exactly happy, but there was some, I guess I wasn't expecting it to be that big of a reaction. Uh, even people, models and other plus size people in the community that I work with confronted me and were like, Hey, I'm not exactly happy to see this. But we also have to come from the perspective of, well, at least my perspective, to be fair, is A, Revenge Body, to me, that title, it's a catchy show TV. Like, no one's going to watch it if we're like, this is the Angel Network with Chloe Kardashian. <laughs> it wouldn't work. It's E! Entertainment, for God's sake. You know, they yeah. have to have a title that's like in your attention, in your face. And then on top of that, a lot of people have not watched even an episode, nevertheless, a whole season. And so they don't get to see there's also people who come on this show that are struggling with eating disorders or struggling with just gaining weight. And like, so there's people that come on the show that also want to gain weight and it's not solely losing weight. But the the casting process is so extreme that it is almost so hard for someone to get on the show who's like faking it because they really don't want someone's there for attention or like just to be next to a Kardashian. And so I had to explain to people like you can have comments and you can have judgment, but please don't comment or judge on my page if you didn't watch my episode yet. Yeah. Um, because your opinion is then uninformed and I see that it is ignorant. So at that point, I wasn't letting a lot of the hate get to me because I had to just be aware that when someone would comment that like, um, just comment anything about the show or that they were upset, my first question would be back to them. Did you watch the episode? And eight times out of 10, every single person said no. And Mm -hmm. so I couldn't sit there and have a conversation and fight. I can't fight the internet. I barely can do this with almost 50,000 followers. And that's just on Instagram. I can't imagine people who have like millions of followers and get this every single day. So I had to sit down with my best friend because there was like one day before the show had came out where I was letting the comments on trailers get to me. And my best friend just looked at me in the eyes and he's like, remember Haley, He's like, you can't fight the internet. You can't take on everyone else. You have to just let it go, move on, and don't read it. And so that's exactly what I did. And if there was people that really watched the show and still had questions or opinions for me, I was, I'm more than happy to respectfully answer those people who are respectfully curious and have genuine questions. And I really appreciated the followers who reached out to me and was like, Hey, before I unfollow, I feel conflict with this. 
Can you answer some questions for me? I try to be as active in my DMs because I would never want anything to be misunderstood or miscommunicated. So it was definitely like a whirlwind in all different kinds of spectrums on all from all different people, whether it was internet trolls, middle America type people, or just my own community, my own plus size body positive community was very shocked. Well, and I think it's so important that you brought up the fact of, did you watch the episode? Have you even seen the season? Because I think people like to jump on things when they see something really sensationalized, which is the whole point of a trailer or, you know, like you said, like the title of the show, like it's meant to be very sensational, sensationalized because that's how people get hooked and go and watch the show. And so... I think it's very easy for people to jump on those trends of hating on something before they even fully understand it or hear your story behind why you chose to go on the show or anything like that. I think that's so important. But I want to also talk more about your journey on the show because you said it was like the highest highs, but also the lowest lows. So can you explain what some of those low points were and how you overcame that? Totally. Um, so at the beginning of the episode, one of my lowest points, like when we just like first week of like working out my trainer, like if you've seen the show, Corey is very intense, but Corey and I also weirdly have a lot of similar background growing up stories. So it was easy for us to connect, but also when we first met each other, I'm obviously going through this huge loss. I was going through a lot of family drama um, at the time as well, or ongoing. (laughs) Um, But like, there was just a lot on my plate. And one day he was just like, some kind of form of like, why are you so tough? Like, what, like, why won't you let me in? Like, I was... I wasn't exactly trying to be like world's toughest biatch here. You know what I mean? But I was very hesitant to trust anyone new, especially a man. And so I guess I wasn't open enough and he needed, you know, we're going to be tied at the hips together for like three to four months of filming. So like he obviously wants to get to know me and get to know the real me and not just like this exterior that I've been putting up to cope with my mom's death and all the other dramas of life that I had been dealing with at the time. And I remember he's just like, how, when did your mom die? And I was like five months ago. And he goes, what? Like he literally even couldn't believe I was there. He literally asked me and was mm-hmm. like, why are you here? And I literally just like, I, and m- meanwhile, this whole conversation is going while I'm on the treadmill. And like, <laughs> I literally like burst out into full tears, like snot raging down my face, still on the treadmill. And like, just start crying. And like five minutes after me not stopping crying, he finally stops the treadmill and we get off. And like, I just had this very vulnerable, intense moment with him um, uh, in the fetal position on our gym floor. Uh, So it was just me realizing like, I had hit, I knew I was hitting like rock, a rock bottom point in my life. But I guess I didn't realize how much I had been trying to just be very like, I'm going to do this on my own. I don't need anybody's help. Like, F everyone. Like, I got this. Only me is going to take care of me. And it was then and there that I just realized, like, girl, you need help. Like, you, you forced yourself to go on this show to get help. So why are you closing off 
the help that you asked for, that you are clearly like subconsciously begging for. And then in there, I just was like, okay, Corey, like I'm here, I'm present. Like, what do you want to know? Like, I'll I'll tell you everything. Like, I feel embarrassed. I feel vulnerable. And I just let go of so much and just like right then and there. So that was a, it's, I mean, in a sense, you could say like, it was a high to like, realize what I needed to fix, but it was a low in the sense of I didn't realize how rock bottom I had hit. And then we got into the episode and that was just really hard. It's a low in a sense of, you know, I gained almost 60 pounds in about four months and you don't just do that by like, not accident, but it just doesn't happen overnight. I was eating fast food for every meals and it wasn't like I was just eating like a normal combo. I was getting doubles of this and like extra of that. And like, it was just, I was like addicted to fast food almost. And so, or not almost I was. And so for the first like three weeks, that whole week is like going through a drug withdrawal. You feel like literally like you're shaking, you throw up, you're sick. My body was getting rid of like all this excess sugar that it was dependent on and it didn't know what to do. I almost like went to the hospital one day because I was so like feeble. And it was just me realizing I was just overall making so many unhealthy choices because I was so sad. And I just thought to myself, what would I have been doing? Like, where would my life been going had I not found this show? And so I'm very thankful. But then also towards the end of the show, I had become, I had lost my goal. My goal amount of weight was 50 pounds. And then when I had lost that and we still had a few weeks left of the show, I was like, I almost needed a reason in my head to lose more weight or else I knew I would just go back to what I was doing because I was like, oh, I did what I wanted to do. Okay, peace out. But we weren't done filming and that for sure was not, my trainer was not going to let that happen and the network would have been pissed had I been like, oh, I'm done, you know, peace out. So I was like, I'm already a very competitive person with myself, which I think you touched on on one of your shows a couple um, episodes ago, which I really loved that you did. And, uh, but in saying that it can get so unhealthy and I really just needed a reason to like keep on track. So I was like, okay, we're going to break the show record. Like that was never our intention, but that's just like the thing that gave me motivation to keep going. I needed some kind of reason. So I was now in competition with my literal self, like literally trying to be that the weight that I had already beaten and it got really unhealthy and to the point where I was scared to eat, like literally would look at like a piece of like salmon or vegetables and would be like, I'm going to gain two pounds if I eat that. And I genuinely believed that. So at some point, like I went up to Corey and I had hit a plateau and he was like, he was not understanding it. I was doing all the workouts. I was like, doing everything I needed to do, but I was hitting a plateau. And then I finally was just like, you know, I think I'm not eating enough. And he just started yelling at me and was like, you need to start eating more. If you don't eat, you're not going to lose weight. So I would come home and like force myself to eat, like was like so unhappy. And then we weighed in and I was really happy about like, I met the goal and everything else was so happy in my life. But now I had this like very unhappy 
healthy relationship with food. So when the show wrapped and four weeks after it, I had gained 15 pounds back and my friend came over one day and was like, there is no food in your fridge. Like my best, best friend since we were like um, in middle school. So he like, he knows everything about me and I could literally just say like something in an off tone and he knows. (laughs) And he's like, there's no food in your fridge. Like you, I haven't seen you like, like, he just knew something wasn't normal. And so from there, I was just kind of like, I'm just scared to eat. I'm scared to gain weight. And I was like, but I've gained. (laughs) Bambi. Sorry about that. Um, so basically I just, um, I, I was talking to my friend and we had just realized that, something was wrong here. And that obviously I had gotten on the point of anorexia. I was just not eating. And if I did, I would literally be like, maybe I should go throw this up. So finally I went into my modeling agency one day and she was, I'm like very, like I can like world war three could be going on in my life and you would never know. Cause I'm very positive. I want to keep my spirits alive. And then finally, like if someone else can read on me that like, doesn't really know me that something's wrong. I was like, okay, something must be wrong. And she was just like, do you, do you need a therapist? Like not to like overstep my boundaries or anything. And she's like, I was like, you know, I'm very skeptical of therapists. Cause I had had horrible experiences with them in the past. And then I was like, if you can tell me something crazy, I'll, I'll go. And she told me this really crazy story of why she started going to him. And I was like, okay. So then and there I went to the therapist and I thank God, like my, like I, I love my best friend. His name's Patrick. Um, I love my best friend so much because I just, I think I would have just kept spiraling down more. Um, and it's a weird point because I'm a model. So I'm in this weird point between ending of filming and waiting for the episode to come out. Originally it was supposed to come out like three, four months after, and then it got pushed. And here we were seven months later and I can't work. So I really, in between that cell, in between the, before the episode coming out and after filming, I was for the first like two, three months, like very depressed. I like didn't know what to do with myself. Like I said, I was just very sick. And so finally, when I saw the therapist, thank God, it was like a miracle. Um, We clicked, we got along and he had background with eating disorders and all that great knowledge. And we been able to really turn things around. And from there, um, thank God I found an incredible female trainer. And basically my therapist and I agreed that maybe I did need someone to monitor me because I still working out was such a great mental health thing for me. The endorphins, um, it helped me get more stuff done. I just felt mentally more healthy, but at the same time we knew that could go down an unhealthy point. So my therapist and I decided to work with my trainer to fill her in on everything that was going on, how I was feeling, struggling with my body dysmorphia. And um, I'm still like recovering. I still have some of those moments. So I wouldn't consider myself like fully recovered by any means. Um, Definitely still actively working on it. But I thought that's important to like put that out there that those are some of the things that do come along with an extreme weight loss the show didn't make me do it. They did not put a gun to my head and say, lose 70 pounds in 12 weeks. Um, so that was fully my responsibility. And I really, you know, this is, this is what can happen. I have a lot of friends been on reality TV before and they, 
they dealt with some things that they didn't really want to talk about afterwards. And I'm like, you don't understand how many other people though are going through that situation that need to hear what you have to say. So I definitely was like, after the show came out, I was like, okay, I need to talk about this and make a video. I made it on my YouTube channel about what happened afterwards because just so many, especially younger girls were hitting me up and they wanted to do what I did. And I just couldn't stress enough that it is not realistic or healthy for anyone to lose 65 pounds, 70 pounds in three months. It's it's insane actually. <laughs> but but yes, I still would do it all over again and think the show like definitely changed my life for greater goods though as well. Wow. I love that you have been so transparent in the aftermath of everything and really open about sharing your story and the reasons why you went on the show and everything that happened after the show. Because I think, like you said, it's so important. So many people you never have any idea of who has gone through what. And I'm sure so many people can resonate with even aspects of your story, um, whether it's the weight loss or losing somebody in your life or what have you. So I think you're doing something really amazing by sharing that with people, even though there's so much backlash in other senses. And you know, people on the internet can be so mean. Um, I think it really is so valuable. Um, and I want to talk a little bit about kind of that balance between physical health and mental health, because I think we all know that it's so important to take care of our physical health and how that translates into having better mental health and being mentally healthy. Um, but there is that fine line, right, which you touched on, which is not pushing yourself so much physically that it then detriments your mental health. And this is something that when I was struggling with my eating disorder, uh, I don't know, five years now, five years ago now, um, the doctors were basically like, you can't go to the gym because you're just going to keep losing weight and it's not going to be good for you mentally. So I then had like an adverse reaction to, to the gym and working out because I thought in my head, oh, the gym is bad. And I still kind of carry that with me. Like I still have a hard time going to the gym, even though I'm recovered and I'm in a healthy place mentally, going to the gym is still something that I associate as being bad because of that time in my life. Um, but it's so important to keep your body healthy and strong. And there is there's differences between weight loss and like maintaining a healthy and strong body. So when we talk about like that balance, I guess, how do you, I mean, you talked about getting professional help. Um, were there other things that helped you find that balance or that you're still trying to find that balance or how do you ask for that help? If you're really struggling, what would your advice for people be? Um, if they're in that space right now where they're trying to find that balance between, um, physical fitness, but also mental sanity and like staying mentally healthy? I think as cheesy as it sounds, like the first step is to just realize that you need help and then that you need to ask for it. My biggest thing I think that was hurting my mental health was that I really wanted to just take on everything. So as soon as I was able to, for example, like I hired an assistant and people are like, oh, you're so dumb. Like you're just going to waste money. Like you're just throwing it down the tube. But when I hired my assistant, because she now took care of so many things that were just eating up at my time, 
I now felt so, and not everyone needs an assistant side note. That is, I'm obviously an entertainer. I'm doing lots of crazy things. Um, but for my case, the assistant just like, for example, like now I would come home and my dishes would be washed. It would be as simple as like, I'd be pulling almost 72 hour work days and like nothing was getting done. And it just felt like things just kept building up. So as soon as I hired my assistant, um, she was able to just take on that load from the, the load of like, I could be able to work and then come home and more work would be done. And when that happened, I actually was making more of an income, more things started getting done. I started feeling healthier and on top of things and just goes to show how, how important for me. And I think it helps a lot of other people who might struggle with ADHD or depression or anxiety. Um, I have all those things. And so for me, being able to be hyper-focused, like have like a set out organization, I know to some people that gives them a lot of anxiety, but for me, when I have all the things just running wild in my head, um, it, that's what, like, that's where the demons come out of. So being able to always like have my notes section or have a paper and pen with me, or I have two schedules, one of things that like have to get done, like bills or an interview or an audition. And then I have my second schedule broken down every day by, um, I have it like detailed in the week in my notes so that I know other things I need to get done, but it won't be the end of the world if I don't get them done. So having those, those lists and like telling myself, okay, it's okay, Haley, if you are not able to like go pick up your dry cleaning tonight, like the world's not going to end tomorrow. You're still going to make your audition. Your dry cleaning will still be there in one to two days. Um, it's the small things I think that just make such a difference, but also having that now that I organize and schedule better than ever before, I can now schedule a half an hour to meditate in my day somewhere. And that, even though I used to before be like, feel so guilty if I took that half an hour and been like, no, you should be spending that 30 minutes on work. Like, how dare you? But the more time I started to take out for myself, the more productive and the more my work life like positively went up. And for me, like my work life is like my, it's my baby. It's my everything. I I've been, my work life has been my life since I was out of the womb. So, um, it was just crazy to me. And it like another cheesy line. It's when you love yourself that you're able to give to others because w- what are you giving if you don't already have that? And I was just like it was almost like having like being a bank and giving money that I didn't have to people. So I think overall, my biggest tip would be ask for the help if you need it and just recognize that you need that kind of help in general and being strong enough to either tell a friend like, Hey, I'm struggling. Could you help me get help? Or maybe that's just the help you need is just, you weren't telling anyone anything and you were letting everything sit in your soul. Mm-hmm. And let's say there's people listening who maybe have never watched the show, will never watch the show, haven't seen any of your videos, um, but are listening to this episode and have gotten to know you through today's episode. What's the biggest message that you want people to take away from your journey and from your story? (sighs) Okay. Well, I have a a couple things, if that's okay. Yeah, of course. Um, 
I'm just a big believer in it's all about where you're going and not where you're coming from. And I think so many times we stop ourselves because we think like something we did in our past is going to stop us from our future. But then we just close that door on ourselves already. So just believing like if you if you stay focused, even if you don't know what you want to do, you can keep trying things till you find out what you want to do. So not letting yourself get discouraged if something doesn't work out because you just found like a hundred ways not to do something so you could find the what the one way to do it. So just believing in yourself that you can do it. I've um, I've faced a lot of adversity in my life. So many crazy things have happened to me. And so my motto, my life motto is keep it moving. The world doesn't stop for anybody and pain is inevitable, but suffering is optional. 